What's up, guys? Welcome to the Witness This Podcast. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and you're listening to episode two. So welcome back. If this is your first time joining us, you are in for a treat today. We have on three guests, which are from the Modus Projects. We have Jordan Tyler Lee. We have Johnston, whose last name I keep forgetting. And we have George McGowan. Sorry about that, Johnston, but you know I love you, and I'll never forget you ever again. This podcast that we did, this interview that we did, was a little strange. It came at a weird time. By now, it's public knowledge, but it happened on the same day that Luke Stones had that pretty nasty bail at camp off the rails doing the gainer to the block. So everybody was a little shook up. The energy was a little low, but we pushed through. We were able to sit down and really talk about where all the boys are from, different life experiences they had, why they chose to be a part of MODIS, and what it is they want to give and get from being a part of the team. So it was a really good conversation. I enjoyed being able to hear from each of them and hear about what each person from the team is looking to do and where they're looking to go. So, guys, you know from listening to the first episode that this podcast does come at a cost, and that cost is very simple. You are going to screenshot your phone right now while listening to the podcast. You are going to post it to your social media. You're going to tag witness this at witness this underscore brand. You're going to tag the boys from Modus. So you're going to tag Jordan. You're going to tag George. And you're going to tag Johnston. And let them know that you really enjoyed listening to them. Now, first, make sure you listen to the full podcast. So make sure that you're getting value from it. If you listen to the podcast and you're like, yo, this was crap, then don't repost it. You don't need to repost it if you don't like it. But if you do find value here, please make sure that you share it. Besides that, I'll catch you guys on the back end. Let the show begin. I like to let it start recording because I know sometimes people are like, oh, like... When do we start? Do we start yeah, now? Yeah, like, yeah. kind of freaks John's him out. supposed to be fasting. He's eating these chips. Yeah, yo, you guys are just going to hear him munching the whole time. The, <laughs> the whole time. Charles just messaged into the chat, by the way, saying they're going to be a while. Enjoy sleeping. He said, enjoy sleeping. We're going to be a while. Oh, <laughs> man. Dang. But yeah, forget about that until we're done. No, we just keep him in there. Keep him yeah. in the loop. Let's put him on live. Put him on live. All right. All right the last chip. The last one. That's what he says now. To like an hour. <laughs> and then he's too... Thirsty to speak. One minute's gonna pass, and he's gonna be on in a second. Half. <laughs> All right, so what's up, y'all? You guys are chilling with Marlon Johnson. I got some of the members from Modus here. We are at Camp Woodward. We're chilling with Jordan Lee, Jordan Tyler Lee. Jordan Tyler Lee, there messed we go. that one yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We got Johnston Stewart. Johnston McPherson Stewart. Dang, bro, McPherson Stewart. McPherson Stewart. It's Mc- double barrel. McPherson. 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 Sin. <laughs> um, I got, he's got to spell this one out for me, like in big letters. And then we got George McGowan. Yeah, it's Ooh. perfect. Nice and simple. Man, yo, they got some G McGee's. G McGee. The yeah. simplest. G, I'm digging it. All right. J so, McDaddy. Um, yeah, this is the first interview I'm doing with three folks at the same time. Uh, so I'm interested to see how this dynamic goes. Uh, this was not planned. 
at least not like this. However, we're just running out of time at camp and all us. You guys are leaving yeah. tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And I work pretty much every night except somehow tonight. Yeah. I was supposed to be scheduled for Hill Duty. I'm not on. So we decided to get into the studio and make this happen. It was meant to be. Take yes. the opportunity. It was meant to be. Meant to be. I got so, out of my bed for this. Just letting you know. <laughs> Johnson was pretty much sleeping. We said, come on, Johnson. He's just basically dead. Oh, man, yo. That makes me feel special, man. I he, really committed, he committed. He committed. He committed. Got the prize, too. So it's all so good. So I got a question for you guys. And I'm sure, like, this is probably super basic where you're from. But to us, you know, we know Modus. All right, those are the boys from the UK, from across the pond. As far as most U.S. practitioners are concerned, the U.K. is really just England. London and yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. just England, just IMAX, really like that. Yeah, <laughs> we're just convinced we all live under that stairwell under together. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone so. who masters is like, oh, so you're from London? Yeah, right. Nope, like, nope. <laughs> nope. It's yeah. I mean, it's like interesting. Like when you tell someone you're from the U.S., like they assume New York or California. Yeah, it's because it's boots the mecca, like especially for the U.K. Like London is the mecca of parkour. Yeah. Right. So it's like where they're gonna assume. So I'm just curious, like, where are each of you from and what is the culture like where you're from? How's that compare to the U.S. culture? Most of you are pretty well traveled at this point. Yeah. So what's your hometown culture? What are the vibes and how have you seen them be different in comparison to what you've seen here in the U.S. and other places of the world? Yeah, okay. I guess Jordan's taking the first step. Okay. Yeah, we'll eye contact first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I'm just ready. Yeah, I'm ready we'll, to jump we'll in. This um, but yeah, I'm I'm from Newcastle upon Tyne, which is northeast of England. Um, it's kind of nobody really knows about Newcastle, but it is kind of just below Scotland. It is, isn't it, Johnson? Kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I was born there, raised there, and in terms of how it is to the US, I mean, this is my first time in the US, so I haven't had too much time to experience like the city life and stuff like that but it's pretty similar like everybody I know in London like when I've been to London a lot of people are very kept to themselves just like get yeah, to every I agree with that. Like, nobody really wants to talk to anybody but yeah. Newcastle it is a very friendly city I mean I say friendly there's a lot of stuff that goes on there that isn't <laughs> exactly friendly but like people are a lot talkative there when you're on the street and stuff people have a laugh and as you can probably tell from my accent, it's not, it's, yeah, like, everybody's just a bit, a bit different in Newcastle, that's why, yeah, everybody takes, yeah, takes the mick out of my accent, basically. Oh, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and before we move on to someone else, like, are there really spots out there for you to train? Is yeah, like in Newcastle, there's spots? actually some really good spots. Nice. We had, we had actually one, one spot, I don't know how, but... It was known by a lot of American athletes. I don't, I don't know who, but I just got told from some guys, like old guys that used to train. Uh, we had a spot called uh, Discovery because it was by like a museum, um, and that's what the museum was called. But it was, it was just, it was kind of like Vauxhall. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. A lot of a lot of low walls, uh, but just in crazy directions. So yeah, it was a really nice spot, but unfortunately, got knocked down um, because they wanted to put a car park there. Oh, that's yeah. messed up. Sucks. Yeah. sucks. But in that's terms of good. spots, Newcastle is actually, it's not like the best, but there is some good spots there and good potential, and I have enjoyed training there, so yeah. Nice, everybody to Newcastle. Just, yeah. just go hit up Jordan. Yo, he says he host <laughs> everybody. Right? Open invitation. Just show up, bring a friend. Well, I mean, you can stay at my parents' place. I'd like to point out I don't actually live in Newcastle anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I live in Oslo, uh, in Norway. I moved last October. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm down to go and train with people in Newcastle if they want a trip there. There is actually a really sick gym that has just opened there, right next to where yeah. I live. Actually, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. It's the new. Ur- urban factory. Yeah, the urban no, factory. Yeah. It's called. It's like, it's surprising because it came out of no, uh, nowhere, and the place, like, so the guys I used to coach with, uh, it was like a little company called Apuro Parkour, and basically they've just been building up, building up over time, just doing jobs, and somehow. Uh, the guy who I kind of used to work for, Craig, managed to get funds somehow and build this sick gym in, with this cheerleading, uh, yeah, this cheerleading team. So they're kind of doing it on the side, but yeah, the gym is sick. So yeah, dude, that's dope, man. I'm definitely, uh, if I remember to, I'm gonna try and put a link for that in the description so people yeah can they've check got an instagram yeah. so you can look at the pictures of the gym and stuff like that so yeah it's called urban and uh, the urban factory yeah. the urban factory nice yeah so if you guys all want to make a trip check that out the urban factory and what about you johnston what's uh <laughs> life like i know we were kind of talking yeah. about this a little earlier today doing some laundry <laughs> i'm from a small town northern scotland even though i don't sound like it um i am i promise i am um <laughs> But yeah, I spent like 18 years of my life growing up there. And that was like my first experience of parkour was just like going up, going to a class one day in a school when I was like 13 years old. And it kind of just developed from there. There are literally no spots in the north of Scotland at all, especially where I'm from. (laughs) So like it started off with me just like learning how to like front flip on grass, back flip off a wall, this and that. And and, uh, yeah, eventually moved to Glasgow for uni where... Uh, I met Robbie Griffith and stuff like that. And, you know, there's loads of really good spots in Glasgow. So kind of developed my training in different ways. So, so That's yeah. Cool. Dude, I didn't even know that, like, it honestly never even occurred to me that you guys may have met before joining the team. And, like, I don't even know the extent of all of your guys' is, I guess relationships and dynamics yeah. and how many different little dynamics there might be within the overall group. So, yeah. I mean, that's something I have, I want to ask you guys about later, yeah, yeah. or maybe we can even get into it now, but we're going to find out a little bit about where George is from, because <laughs> I feel like people just love that accent, man, they're like, pretty obvious they, to me they where do seem, They do seem to love it. Yeah, I'm from Belfast in Northern Ireland. Um, it is amazing for training, that's one thing, there's not many people have been there to train, but there's like, in such a small place, there's like so many spots, and they're all like banging spots you could train all day. Like hours and hours and hours, unlimited challenges. <laughs> Literally, and no one believes me too. No one believes me when I tell them. But Tim, actually, Tim Champion, he recently came over and was blown away by the spots. So nice, so another spot. We're going to Ireland. So we're just not going to Scotland. That's okay. <laughs> no, Scotland's got some banging spots. Then come to Scotland too. Oh, they're just not where you're <laughs> living. Your little village. Just a little boat ride. Just gonna, gonna keep showing us more grassy hills and just be like, oh, look at that spot right there. <laughs> no, Belfast is the one. I'm no, telling you. That's cool. So um, this question I got, this is for you, Johnston. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're pretty well-traveled, at least it seems that way, through social media. I know last year when you were here at camp, you told me as you were leaving, you were getting ready to do a trip with your father. Mm-hmm. What was that trip like? I believe that was a mission trip, right? Yeah, well, it was. Uh, it was a trip that... Um, my dad and I had wanted to do it had nothing to do with parkour at all it was just like a a trip that we wanted to do Um, and we were helping uh, refugees in um, Greece um, that had come over from Syria Afghanistan uh, Congo literally everywhere 
Um, and it was just like a month of, of helping out in the, in the camps and getting like a first-hand experience of some of the problems that have been going on in the, in the world recently. And it was just nice. Uh, well, it wasn't nice, but it was, it was like a, it was, it was a, I still yet to put my finger on the experience, but like, uh, I think that's the point of all of these things is that like all of these experiences you have when you're traveling just kind of like shape you in slightly different ways. And whether that's traveling through parkour and doing parkour and meeting new people and experiencing different like ways of moving and different people's challenges and this and that, or whether it's nothing to do with parkour, they all have their like sort of common benefit of like developing you, I guess, in ways that you, you might not even notice yourself. So I think that's what... No, that's cool. I mean, because we talked about that a little bit, saying like mm. traveling is almost like this cheat code to expanding your consciousness and expanding like who you are yeah. as a person yeah, that yeah, immediately yeah. pulls you out of your comfort zone no matter what. Absolutely. And drops you into a new territory, a new reality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it forces you to engage with it on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool, man. And like... You know, what, I guess, sparked that, you know, like, why? Because, you know, anyone could go on, like, holiday with, Mm. you know, family or friends. But why, I guess, why go out of your way to make it a mission trip? You know, why help? What, was it, like, curiosity? Was it something you do? Mm. Is it, like, I'm just curious. Uh, To be honest, I'm not quite sure. I think it was probably, like, quite a a personal thing between between me and my dad because because i don't know i guess we hadn't really had any time together for like that long uh ever before and doing something that was emotionally challenging um was i think something that appealed to both of us um so um yeah and i mean it is it is a, a you know you see it in the news all the time you know the refugee crisis and stuff so it was kind of a natural kind of I don't know I don't know how it really came about but it just kind of did um as a natural progression from everything else that I guess we'd done before so nice I mean yeah. would you uh would you recommend that sort of experience for other people yeah absolutely um in one way or another uh, I think you've got to be pretty open-minded and like I don't know yeah I think I think you had had to have to have done like a little bit of traveling in the first place rather than like throwing yourself in the deep end uh, <laughs> like that um but first trip out of the country yeah <laughs> exactly so but i mean up, as you said anything out of your comfort zone is like shaping and and you know so that's what nice. i would say you guys ever uh jordan and george you guys ever do anything of the sort you know like I... no not yet anyway maybe in the future nice all my trips consist of just parkour. Really, <laughs> yeah. I'm starting it. to learn that you uh you eat, sleep, and yeah. breathe parkour, which is yeah. pretty cool. That's why you remind me of Sam so much. Uh, yeah, I and mean, Sam are like the same people. I love training. Have the same spring as well. Oh, dude, yeah. it, ridiculous! I, identical. I call Sam Sam McGowan. <laughs> you guys don't know like that's a thing. Yeah, like, oh, get married. He's, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we could produce. Mega babies. Oh, geez, that little kid would be insane, man. Like a little baby Hulk. <laughs> Those Could leaps be. and bounds. Wow. How about you, Jordan? You ever um, do anything? No, I haven't. Uh, my or again, all my trips have been either parkour related or just kind of travel adventures with friends, kind of thing. Just like kind of just sleeping bag and hammock and just just putting yourself out there and kind of just enjoying the experience. However, I am like. 
I'm very interested in doing those types of things, like like just kind of putting yourself in the deep end to go and help people who don't necessarily have it the same way as you. And I don't know, like like Johnson said, like I feel like if you go in there with an open mind, it can be beneficial to kind of like opening your mind even more, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, I I I'm definitely interested and would like to do something in the future, but not too sure what that will be. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, it definitely gives perspective. Like, um, yeah. like I vibe with you do, for doing that, Johnson. Like, that's why I brought it up. You know, like, some volunteering has been something, like, I every now and then get myself back into doing just because mm. it helps give perspective. I remember a trip I took when I was super young. Family, um, we're Jamaican and Trinidadian. Yeah. Uh, went out to Jamaica when I was younger. Stayed with my grandfather in the countryside for a week. Super cool, super awesome. He was up in the mountains. But then we went down to an all-exclusive resort. Yeah. I was young. I was asleep in the car on the way there. We get to the resort, and I kept just waking up. We're already in there. Yeah. You know, two or three days later, they want to go do an excursion, horseback riding. So yeah. we have to leave the resort to go to the place. As we leave the gates, I mean, like, the second the gates open and we step outside, it is just poverty-stricken. Just yeah. Yeah. a dude without an arm, a lady without a leg. Like, just, yeah. just filth all over the place. And... My brain was just so mind-boggled. Yeah. Like, what yeah. am mm. I experiencing? What am I looking yeah. at? Because just behind those gates, I'm being fed all the food I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, literally throwing out plates filled with, like, grilled cheeses and, like, yeah. french fries. Just take three bites and I dump the rest <laughs> of it. And I'm like, I'll just come yeah. back and get some more later. And I'm just having absolutely no idea that someone else can't, like, is just struggling right outside the door. Yeah. And I'm wasting abundance. And, you know, like, so it's been one of those things where it's been a part of my mind. So, like, when I find out, people have, like, just dived into it, whether it's intentional, accidental, first time, something you've been doing your whole life. I always try and promote mm. that sort of experience yeah. to be had at least once because it really, yeah. you know, like, that experience stayed with me big time. Yeah, you know, like, it just, yeah. it was something that never, ever left me and it changed a lot about just how I viewed my own position, especially like living in this country where I'm like, wow, like even the poorest people in our country are pretty well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Right. So like life's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. No no Mm -hmm. complaints. Um, yeah. So thanks for sharing that story. Um, Jordan, you are pretty much the new kid on the block for the team, you know? Um, I mean in the modus podcast, you guys went over an episode where you talk about, Kind of getting onto the team or Giles, I believe, talks about like, you know, what it took for them to recruit you and yeah. how it's like a very natural, organic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we don't necessarily need to dive back into that. However, I am curious, uh, maybe I missed this if you spoke about it or you guys didn't speak about it. Yeah, yeah. What is it, I guess, that you were hoping to get from being a part of the team? Um, like kind of what, what do you want out of the experience of being a part of MODIS? And what is it, I guess, you're willing to give yeah. to the team? Like, And I guess this question kind of goes to all of you as yeah. well, yeah, but I'm yeah, just yeah. asking Jordan first just because he's the new guy on the block. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there was what you've pretty much just asked there was what kind of Giles asked me and also all the other athletes as I was kind of getting into joining. He gave us some like questions on what you want to take from Motus and what you want to give to Motus. And for myself, like... I just want to take from Motus 
the experience to again just travel doing parkour because that's what I love. I love movement. Like I've always been into. I did gymnastics as a kid, and I've always just oh, been into move, Yeah, <laughs> so I've always just been into some type of movement. Just enjoy it so much, and getting getting the opportunity to travel around the world and just train with good friends and get a chance to take a, take part in competitions and just kind of help be part of this sport because this sport this sport needs to grow like and it's getting a lot bigger and the more people that get into it and take part in these competitions you're you're doing your bit in kind of making this sport expand so yeah i just that's what i want to take from motors and i also enjoy the putting in the work part side of things like i i've always enjoyed uh content i don't do too much but i enjoy just creating something whether that be a video like a podcast like just anything just putting in some work and being in there with everybody else and just helping and doing my bit um so yeah just just getting the chance to make vlogs make podcasts put in work for bigger video projects that we've been working on and stuff it's just it's a lot of fun and it's just being part of the ride kind of thing um what what was that? What do oh, I that, yeah, that was like what you yeah, get out of Yeah, what I would get out of it. What, and I guess a bit you start tapping in what you give yeah, to give, it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of what I give and I think what Giles thinks I give is, again, like I've, I haven't met, like I knew all of these guys a little bit before Motus, like getting into Motus, but only meeting at parkour events and speaking briefly and kind of things. Yeah. Um, but, like just having the chance to form a connection with these guys and then like having me as part of the team to then enhance these videos and stuff like that just give a bit more like everybody's got their part part George has his massive huge <laughs> plyometric side breeze everything yeah, Johnston so just Johnston just has his like ripped beautiful he has developed a very Good, good set of abs recently. Oh, yeah. I've been looking all week, man. Like, trust me. Can't take your eyes Guys, you make me blush. Come on. Not on the podcast. Let's <laughs> do a video, baby. Everybody has their part, and, like, I feel like we do work well, and everybody's so well-rounded, and, like, yeah, I just, I really enjoy swings, and I feel like I can bring a lot into the content with what I kind of do. Um and also, I do enjoy a bit of photography on the side as well. I, I started, not professionally, but I did get a few jobs in Newcastle um, just doing a bit of photography. And Giles did notice that alongside of parkour, I did shoot a bit. And he, he said, like, yeah, take some nice photos. So that can be handy, like, whenever shooting on projects and stuff. Giles has got a camera. Johnston's got a camera. I can just be in the side just shooting some photos on the side for lookbooks and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Dude, that's actually really cool, man. I like that answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you said two things that really sparked me. You know, first off, you know, you speak about giving to the team, being this member that is able to help enhance the team. Yeah. And I like always like to, or not always, recently, I've gotten into defining what a team is because I find there's a lot of teams out there that are really, they're not actually teams. I would call them unions. Yeah, and yeah. the reason I call them that is, you know, like, what's a plumber's union? It's a group of guys that all plumb. They yeah. all do pretty much the same job. Yeah, yeah. So they're just, like, congregating together. But a team, you know, if you look at basketball, there's so many different parts. There's yeah. 
the point guard. There's all the other positions that I don't know the name of because I don't really <laughs> watch basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are those other positions, and everyone has their role to play. Yeah. So, you know, between the three of you just in this room, the movement, the styles of movement are yeah, very it's all different. different. Yeah. The energies yeah, yeah. are very different. Everyone kind of contributes something a mm. little different. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Which I think is, that's cool, that's unique, and yeah. that adds to, I guess, like, the fire and the flame of it all and yeah, the yeah. growth. And, uh, wow, like, that second part I had, like, it just it escapes me now. I'm sure it'll pop back later. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I definitely appreciate yeah. that you seek to give value to the group and you're not necessarily just looking to take. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of guys, when they try and get on a team, they're looking yeah. at, hey, what can this team do for me and how is yeah. this going to help grow me? And, you know, even like some of the athletes that reached out to come to Woodward this summer as VIPs, yeah. you can tell just through a five, ten-minute conversation, okay, you're only focused on how Woodward is going to boost you, how yeah. you can use it as a platform yeah. to boost yeah. your own celebrity. And you're not even thinking remotely of, well, what can I give to Woodward in exchange? Yeah. How can this be a symbiotic relationship, a symbiotic growth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool, man. Uh, let's kind of get over to Johnston. And I'm curious, I actually have mm. no clue what your answer might be. You are, okay. You're an interesting <laughs> man. He's a mystery man. Hard man to read right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you just described it quite like, quite well a second ago. It's like we all have our like individual kind of roles. And I think if you were to like see us on like a video project like such recently as like Soul Destroyer is like we, we seem to sort of work as kind of like a well-oiled machine. Well, ideally we yeah. do um, on certain days and, and we all have our like roles that we pick up in, in creating content and stuff and whether that's being part of the movement or being part of like the camera work and stuff, which is where I feel a lot of my um, talents lie is behind the camera. Um uh, as well as in front in some respects so um yeah um so i think i think that's where i can i can give the most is is kind of uh, i i guess um yeah I, I i can give a lot behind the camera and in front of the camera and yeah, Charles yeah. was filming basically. Yeah, I think Charles yeah. sort of cries when he has to. Use <laughs> yeah, Charles he, he always wants Charles. Yeah. He always wants Charles. Always wants Johnson on the gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> always, yeah, I mean, dude, always. You crush it as like a cameraman, like mm. for sure. And, like I know yeah. from like running projects on my side, like I, like it's so nice when you have mm. someone else that could also film as well. Mm. I'm like, mm. it's like oh thank God, like there's someone who like also takes this skill seriously of like mm-hmm. filming yeah. and trying to figure out where to be with the camera and has had experience and you just learn about mm-hmm. things that work mm-hmm. from trial and error. Yeah. And dude, you like there's a video you made that I wish you had uploaded to YouTube. You only ever put it on Facebook, the one with um that Robbie and Alex Shower. It's like for that company. Oh, oh yeah. They're running as like video. a little video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was <laughs> such a fire edit that I feel like so many people didn't see for the simple fact that it was just on Facebook and most yeah. of our generation is moving away from Facebook. That's true. And like, I was even like, that's, I do the, like I kind of picked up where Giles left with the Giles compiles with the mm-hmm. witness mm-hmm. that videos and I was like trying to figure out a way to get that video. I was like, Are you really not <laughs> It is, it it is actually on YouTube. Is it uh, But now? it's, it's on it. some, I think it's like called This Is Edinburgh or something. It's, was, it was for the Edinburgh Tourism Board. Yeah, so. I was like looking for it and I was like, where <laughs> is this video? And I just kept going back to Facebook to watch it. But yeah. such a cool video, such great camera work. 
and it was just like the tracking on it was on point. Like yeah. both of them were always in frame, yeah. and it seemed like a very clear picture was painted before the actual filming started. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually, while I have you on this topic, I am curious to know, like, especially for people that are into videography mm-hmm. and they want to create more, this better content, really, because mm-hmm. I prefer watching quality content. Like, I'm moving away from watching Instagram. Instagram's kind of boring me mm-hmm. nowadays, but I do enjoy long form. Yeah. Would you say that when you're on a project, do you map out as much as you can beforehand, or do you just go out and wing it? Are you, like, the mm-hmm. kind of struggling artist and you just pop open a bottle of gin and then like let's get to work let's go I don't know I think I think I think it really depends on like the project Uh, I think you've got to have like a concept beforehand um and I think in the past uh like maybe two or three years ago when I was like getting into it uh, a lot more it was kind of more kind of like winging it and seeing what I could create out of out of uh uh, yeah Yeah. kind of not no not no plan but like out of what i done whereas now uh, I think I'm a lot more sort of concept driven like I've, I've done a degree in in digital film and television now and I you know understand a lot about like story and and writing and this and that and you know that that is kind of inherent in a lot of try, try to be inherent in a lot of what I kind of create these days so um yeah I mean I I I, I tend to plan it depends what kind of video it is, you know. So, if it is a concept video, then then I will plan it like that one you were talking about with Alex and Robbie. Um, that was planned quite a lot, um, and you know every single shot. I think because they're racing and they're on like half side of the, of the yeah. screen, they're so, always like facing against each other. So there's lots of little subtleties in there that were like pre-planned and stuff right. to make it look like they're actually racing and stuff. So um, so yeah, I mean, all of that was planned. But for example, we've been filming a video this week at Woodward. Yeah. And because it's like kind of almost an experience video, uh, you can't really, I would say, like plan experiences and stuff or plan yeah. particularly, especially with these guys. Like <laughs> it's, it's more of like a creative <laughs> I'm still, I'm process. So like I don't think you can like force that necessarily. So so giving people the time and space to create their own lines and stuff, I think is important Um I think for the video that we're creating this week. So in that sense, we haven't really planned anything (laughs) for this one. Like it's almost like you um, go from director to documentary. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Versus directing. Absolutely. That's rad. It's really cool. Dang bro. Oh man. Getting to know you more. (laughs) There's a lot going on. It's not just all pretty looks and ads guys. (laughs) There's a lot going on in there. And uh, how about you, Giles? I George, Giles, I'm George. George. Jeez, I don't know George. why I Giles tonight, bro. George, um, what is it that you hope to gain from being a part of Modus, and what are you um, looking to? Well, give? a lot of what I was thinking has already pretty much been said <laughs> by Jordan and Johnson. But for me, what I can give to Modus is just progressing as much as I can and being the best athlete that I can. And whilst obviously repping the brand, Modus, because. Giles has done so much for me. Like he's obviously put me on the map. Without him and without Modus, I wouldn't have had the recognition that I've had. So it's all about putting it back in for him. So I want to do as much work, whatever it is, for him as possible, basically. And also, it's cool that obviously he's trying to support the community, and that that's what it's all about. But yeah, apart from that, just all the other stuff that Jordan Johnson already said. Hey man, that's not fire. I like I like that for the most part. I think that's why you guys all work pretty well together. Yeah. yeah. You know, like without even knowing what your answers were, in the back of my mind, I had an idea that yeah. the answers yeah. would be similar. Yeah. Um, because you guys do. There is a dynamic for sure. 
that I see yeah. that I've been able to see this week. Definitely last works. Last summer, it I works saw. for sure. Yeah, like it definitely. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Although, like, it was just interesting when you guys first came in that first night. I guess you guys were tired, or just like I was just like kind of getting a vibe of you guys. And I always wish I could spend more time with people. Like, yeah, really. yeah, yeah. And I was just like trying to feel you guys out, and like I was kind of like trying to push a project on you guys. Yeah. But like, do this, and I'm just like, in the back of my brain, I'm like, damn, like these guys might need some time to rest and adjust yeah, and yeah. acclimate. Just the, the jet lag, especially. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm just kind of in Woodward go yeah. mode right now. So you guys are kind of one week's like, not a lot of time. It's to push a big here. project. Like it's not. A lot of time. It's absolutely nothing out here, but like, it was just cool. And like, now I'm seeing you guys kind of get into your groove and yeah. you're heading out tomorrow. But like, these last two, three days. Yeah, I've been the guys, best. The last, yeah, the last yeah, couple of days man. have been the best for mm-hmm. productivity. No, for real. Yeah. So, um, I got a question for you guys. What would you say is the, like, as we're talking about your dynamic, what, how do you guys hang out with each other in the sense of, do you have you all like had time to spend one on one time with each other? Is it always like group meetups? Is it, you know, like do you notice that George and Robbie run off on their own all the time? It's like oh screw these two, they're always <laughs> ditching us and doing cool things without us. You know, like is it just Keelan and Giles now just yeah. out there plotting in the power? <laughs> no, like, I feel like we all spend one on one time with each other sometimes. It just mixes like, up. Like we're all able to, we're able be able to like go and do like a project together go and do say a job together and it would be like it would work yeah like we have i don't think any of us feel like uncomfortable yeah well, not uncomfortable but like like we can all just like keep swapping and mm-hmm. individually spend time with each other like, yeah spend kind of like on soul destroyer spend a lot of time with johnston because he was sleeping in the same bed as me some stories that went on there but yeah that was that was fun but yeah like and then i know um like i was kind of been spending a bit a bit more time with george like this yeah. kind of trip um and yeah it just it just mixes up like yeah mm-hmm. that's cool do you uh did it like take i guess some time for that to build did you was there like a moment where you're like oh cool like in the beginning where you're like oh like do i get along with everybody it's only like a group yeah yeah, thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. like because i know personally i've had those moments with groups and even with our team yeah. where there was like this nice realization of like oh cool like i can hang out individually with every single member it's not weird yeah. we don't rely on the group mm-hmm. dynamic yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know like but like it, it was a very conscious thought that mm-hmm. arised after yeah. some time that i was like okay cool like we've past that stage yeah. as a group yeah mm-hmm. you know, i so. think it's wasn't really that it doesn't really feel forced like, i think we all get on pretty good mm-hmm. nice. like yeah. together like without it being forced really feeling like oh we need to get on together because we're in the same team i feel like it just works anyway because yeah. we have now spent so much time together and done so many trips like just Dang, man, i know it just was- works that goes my plan to like break you guys up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Slowly start re-recruiting <laughs> you all. <laughs> That's all I was trying to do. I was just trying to break you all up, like start to get dirt out there and start recruiting. Like, all right, come on over. I'll, I'm gonna come <laughs> I'll, I'll take you, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously skill level. By pretty much everybody's standards in our community, you guys are all professional athletes. Um, but by definition, professional athlete means you are being paid for your athletics now i already spoke to giles and you know like he explains like modus isn't there yet where they could fully be paying athletes so people 
get that out of your head if you think that Modus is just like raking in parkour is not there yet. Yeah, yeah parkour is not there, is yet. Not there yet. Definitely not there yet. And but we're working on it. We're yeah. getting there for sure. Um, but with that definition, how many of you guys, I guess, would still stay professional athletes by the definition of being paid for it? Um, um, and then you know, like, is it? Are you guys okay with the concept of monetizing your movement and monetizing? the actual sport of parkour and you know i'm gonna put it out there just before you guys even speak so no one thinks i'm like trying to push you into a corner yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm completely a-okay i'm on it with the idea of monetizing yeah, yeah, parkour yeah. and i don't think money is evil i think money amplifies what's already there so yeah. if it's something good it'll be even better if it's yeah. something bad it'll be even worse so let me just throw that in there <laughs> that's my opinion and now i'm gonna let these boys speak on their own yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go first on this one. Um, I think for me personally, um, I kind of I, I'd always loved the idea of being like a professional athlete and stuff within the sport or whatever. Um, but like, I, I think there's like very few people who can actually make a full time living out of out of just purely doing parkour. Um, and so I've always had this other passion from filmmaking and stuff. Um, which I which I ha have now started to build my career in, and that's what I would say I am. That's what I do as my profession, which is in a way, in, especially in the last year, kind of allowed me to um, treat parkour as more of like a passion of mine, which has actually kind of increased my love for it in a way. Um, so that I'm not necessarily relying on a parkour job, which you know doesn't like pay all that much and then you get one like every couple of months is I can you know I can focus on my filmmaking and that can be my career and I can put the time and the effort in because I'm making money outside of parkour into motors and doing this and that and stuff and to me that that's the dynamic I have at the moment and that's kind of what I'm doing um, and I, I, that's that's the way I like it um, just for me personally um, but yeah, that's a cool dynamic for sure like I like the idea of you know being able to have this thing on the side and not tainting it because, you know, mm -hmm. like for the most part, I was talking to you two earlier, Jordan and George, about yeah. uh, coaching. Yeah. And I coached yeah. for seven years. You guys told me you coached for a while as well. And I was at a place where I was coaching six, seven days a week, putting in well over 40 hours of coaching between classes and private lessons. And near the end of it, I was just like, mm -hmm. I was getting fed up with parkour. Like, where <laughs> I was like, I am starting to hate this thing that I love so much because. I don't have a break from it in any yeah. area of my life. Like, yeah. my hobby is this. My work is this. My thoughts are this. Like, so, like, I don't have time to miss it. And it wasn't until I kind of toned back in some way, shape, or form that I was able to pour more into mm. it because mm. I backed off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, that resonates with me big time of uh, finding another career path uh, or a secondary skill. That was something I was talking mm. with George and Keelan about yesterday when we did mm. our interview that you know everyone has all right for the most part we can recognize every last one of you movement is skill either it's skill number one or it's a major skill in your yeah. arsenal yeah, yeah, yeah. but then what are the other skills you know johnson you're now developing your videographer and photographer and editing skills mm -hmm. which is amazing and then you could layer another skill in there and layer another and now you yeah. have this dynamic cake yeah. um yeah. versus just this one flavor. It's a good flavor, but it's mm. one flavor. Why yeah, am I gonna? Yeah, yeah. Not that crazy. It's not that mm. important. Or not not that important. But it's just pretty basic. But then when you become this dynamic 
human, this dynamic individual, because you've layered yourself, that's mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, this person's way more valuable and yeah. mm-hmm. wow, they're capable of way more, you see way more opportunity and potentially grow things way more. So that's cool. I'm excited to hear that your mindset is currently, you know, it is parkour, but then it's mm-hmm. also how can I step outside of the bubble of parkour to grow my parkour and pull from Mm-hmm. other areas which yeah. I think our community needs to start doing more of mm-hmm. um, we're pretty tunnel visioned and locked into our own little snow globe looking mm-hmm. for new resources inside a fixed area a mm-hmm. finite area instead of reaching outside of our snow globe into another snow globe yeah. and trying to see what they have there and pulling it in you know like I think that's the direction we need to start going in and it seems that you're beginning to do that mm-hmm. so that's awesome you're a role model now and you're leading by example and showing people, hey, we can also do this. This option is mm-hmm. available to us. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. That's a cool answer, man. Thank you for saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, like, I feel like that's what everybody needs to get the mindset, not out of, but just the realization of you need to do something on the side. Like, especially with, well, you not necessarily need to, but it is just going to help so much. Like, I understand that Motus is not at the point yet where it can give me a living wage, but that's not a problem. Like, I'm happy working on the side as long as that's giving me the chance to travel and put into Motus. Like, Johnson has his filmmaking that he earns money off, which, as he was saying there, that allows him to continue the passion of parkour. Um, and I'm the same. I mean, like, I used to coach in England um, and I used to just have a, like, a side job uh, in a trampoline park um, just for like extra money. Um, and I got a bit, not bored, but I don't like feeling, just feeling like I'm in a routine. I, Ooh, I, 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 hate, I hate feeling like I'm in a routine and I felt like I was getting to that point. I was coaching the same days, I was working in the trampoline park and I, I was training, but it was just, everything felt the same and I got this opportunity to move country which I'm, I'm not going to go into how that happened it's a long story but got this opportunity to move country to coach and there was nothing stopping me so just went there and now I coach um, and then I work in a restaurant on the side for extra money and that just allows me to continue the passion of parkour and put into motors and on the side I do take photos it is just a hobby and I, ha- I haven't went to university or anything for photography so I'm a bit unsure on how to kind of, because everybody kind of takes photos nowadays, like a lot, everybody has a camera and like says they're a phot- photographer, so it's <laughs> kind of hard to like build yourself, yeah. yeah, and stand out, but I understand it is possible to get jobs that way, so that is what I'd like to do on the side if, like, well, just to kind of have that extra thing like Johnson has for filmmaking, I'd like to have parkour and then photography on the side to aid my passion, basically. Dude, that's cool, man. And, like, I like what you said about the whole stagnation because yeah. that, dude, like, that resonates with me yeah. massively. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I had a job since I was 14 years old in a catering hall, and yeah. it was a great job, cushy job, great money. People liked me. They gave me, like, all the food I wanted to eat. I could bring home food for the week. Yeah. It took care of, like, my bills. It I didn't have to buy groceries because I was eating for yeah. free, basically. I was living for pretty much free. Yeah. I was still living home at the time as well. And I eventually got to the place where I was like, I became so good at the job that there really was no more room for growth in there. And it was just routine after routine. And 
you know, like when you start getting in that place of routine like that, where you're just doing something that doesn't even ignite you and light you up anymore, you know, like in my opinion, at least for me, in my experience, that was where I would say like the dark thoughts started to yeah, like yeah, bubble yeah. in <laughs> out of nowhere. And like, I remember like one night, like I was just mopping the floors. It's 1 a.m. I used to listen to like a, maybe like an audio book or like yeah, some music yeah, yeah. while I was doing this because the place was empty. And this night, for whatever reason, I don't think I had my headphones. And just these dark thoughts, man, were just coming just into coming my head. Wow. And I'm just like, where are these thoughts coming from? Like, yeah. what is going on? And it was just like, it's not me. It's this place. Like, I've been here for way too long. I've been doing this for way too long. And that was the moment where I, like, I had to look a little forward into the future. Like, all right, if I keep doing this, what does this amount to? Yeah, yeah. Not a couple hundred, a couple thousand more dollars yeah, in yeah. my lifetime. Maybe like $20,000 more by the end of the lifetime or something silly like that. Not even a lot of money. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm quitting. I like literally, <laughs> like, on that slot, I was like, I'm, yeah, I quit. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. And like, I gave him no explanation. I was like, guys, like I just, I, this is not for me. Like this is yeah. stunting me as a human. Like yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. cannot. And they were, they were so thrown off. It's like, did we not treat you good? Like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. You guys were great, like, but yeah. you got to keep going. You got to keep growing. And a lot of exactly. people, you know, they come in a place where like, they're afraid to make that move. So it's cool that you made that move. It's really scary. You feel like, am I letting down the people that were kind to me? Yeah, am yeah, I yeah. like, turning away a good thing because other yeah. people are saying hey you've got a good job you've got this thing set like you should be grateful for what you have it's like yeah be grateful for what you have but don't settle yeah you know, yeah, like, definitely not really don't settle unless what are you ever going to get if you don't keep stepping into the unknown yeah. you're going to just keep getting what you know and unless what you know is really doing it for you I think we're always going to be like forced to step into the unknown yeah. so that's cool man Dang. It was a it was a bit of a crazy experience. Uh, it was yeah, like you said, it was scary. But sometimes you do need to just push yourself out of the comfort zone and just do things that you're a bit like, a bit unsure of. Or like I knew everything would be fine, but again, I didn't exactly know what was going to happen. Like I didn't know I was going to get this job in a restaurant. I just thought I was going to be coaching, and yeah, and it's just it's like somehow everything's worked out. Like I'm not. I'm not earning a crazy amount of money, but I'm earning enough to live. I'm so happy out there. Like I get to train so much in these unbelievable parks. I've got a really nice restaurant job that treats me well, uh, pays me well. Coaching that isn't too much, and I I love coaching so much. Like I don't know, I just really enjoy. It. I've always had, like I find enjoyment out of interacting with kids. I don't know, like working in the trampoline park back in Newcastle, like even though I was just standing there making sure the kids didn't hurt themselves, I enjoyed, like, communicating and showing them flips and stuff. And they're like, oh. And then the kids would come back and be like, oh, look, there's Jordan. There's the <laughs> one that can do all the flips and stuff. And it was just, it's nice. It's nice to have, like, it's nice to see kids look up to you as, like, a role model kind of thing. Heck, so, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's cool. I like It definitely, like, vibes off of you really quickly. Like, you yeah. are, for sure, a communicator. <laughs> like, that I've noticed since day one. Like, yeah, yeah. Out of, like, everyone, like, you definitely, like, I don't know, like, there's something about, like, when you talk to people, like, you yeah. instantly click with them, yeah, you look okay. them in the eyes, like, there's, like, an immediate connection, and then yeah. you listen, and I think that's the biggest thing, is, like, when they start talking, you listen, yeah. and then you kind of let them know, you, you respond to something they say, yeah. and they're like, oh, shoot, like, yeah, he's, he's listening, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, like, I can keep talking to him now, I can keep telling him more, so that's Sick. rad, man, I'm happy nice. that, you know, you step into the unknown, that yeah. is, that's big as a role model, like, more than what you, the words you'll ever say, the things you do is going to be what people follow that's gonna yeah. be what they copy after you 
Ooh, we had Johnson just step back into the room. Yeah, we could uh, we could definitely pause. So, guys, we're going to pause this real quick. I think we got some important news you don't get to listen to. Uh, You're making me nervous, Johnson. Pause. I don't know if I can pause it. Oh, boy. What we're just going to do is we're going to stop. And we're going to have a little bit of a fresh recording. So, guys, thank you. Uh, sorry about that break. A little situation came up. We are still at camp. Woodward is still very much alive. I still... I'm in a director's position, so that means getting up and going when things happen. But luckily, the guys are super patient. They've come back. It's super late at night right now. They all want to go to sleep. They all want to go eat. Uh, they got a big day ahead of them. So thank you guys for coming back and finishing this off. So we lost our train of thought. We don't quite remember what we were just discussing. <laughs> However, there are basically two questions left I want to ask and we kind of make this one a little bit of an open form this will just be out to you all basically you know you've been working with jobs been working with modus you've been growing yourselves and the community what is it that you feel the community needs in order to grow to a place that it I guess could sustain the sort of lifestyle you want I know everyone has a different idea of what they want someone might say like I'm good with 10k a month i'm good with 100k a month i'm good yeah. with a millionaire so um i guess this is a two-part question uh what is the lifestyle i guess you guys are each reaching for and what do you think it will take for the parkour community to be a community or an industry that can support that lifestyle for you um i'm happy enough just cover the cost of living really <laughs> I, yeah i don't really care about making like loads of income i just like mm -hmm. as long as you can pay and you can live comfortably so pay for rent food travel whatever yeah that's really it i don't know how we're gonna do it <laughs> but, yeah i want this man for president yeah <laughs> the sport's gonna just have to grow but it is growing at a good rate at the minute so hopefully it just keeps going just, as it is yeah it's gonna take it's gonna take time, like like yeah. skateboarding didn't just suddenly yeah. blow up overnight. It's it's a it's it's a long period thing, and I feel like what like I know Giles has spoke about this a lot in podcasts and stuff. But basically, what we just need to do as a whole, everybody is just put into parkour brands and stuff like like if somebody's making a new shoe or somebody's making clothing and stuff. Like if you don't like the clothing, don't buy the clothing. But if you're kind of interested, like, like that money isn't just going to the athletes. It's going, in, it's going into the brand. Like that money is going to help that brand expand, and then with that brand expanding, that means that like the brand can do more for the community, kind of thing. Like yeah. obviously, we put on film festivals, like potential events, jams, stuff like this, and just all of this stuff. That's what we need. Like we just need the community to just take part in everything that's going on, like going to these comps and stuff like that. It it shows like the public eye that are looking from the outside and the media and stuff. It shows that people are interested. Like if they see that people are interested, then that's how more people get involved and then more people get get involved and that's how it blows up really. Yeah. Just kind mm -hmm. of so just going, going on like that. So just put everything you have into parkour, basically just go to events, buy clothes, support brands. Yeah pretty much it really yeah i i really think that there shouldn't quite be this distinguished between like pro athletes and like yeah. 
and 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 the rest of us. Do you know what I mean? So like, I I, I don't think that there should be like a distinction between pro athletes getting absolutely everything for free and this and that. Or like, we're all part of the same boat. I think professional athletes should pay for these events that we are privileged enough to go to and stuff. So um, that's something that I certainly have my sort of like little pet peeve over is is people being snidey about I don't know like not paying for an event or like. I don't know. I, I think we're all in the same boat, working towards the same goal. So um, I'd like to see, I don't know, yeah, just more people being willing to support um, what's going on at yeah. the moment. Heck yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I'm big into believing that you have to kind of support the community you want. And if we all mm-hmm. want to see, like, this parkour thing grow, like, not being the guys that are, like, super proud and hyped about hey I snuck into for yeah, the love of movement yeah, I snuck yeah. into yeah. jump fest like I didn't pay to get here it's like yeah. wow you're kind of a dick nope. <laughs> <laughs> you suck bro like where somebody worked so hard to put on this event that's six months of their life yeah. Like, yeah. making phone calls getting permits arranging details itineraries hiring staff doing all this stuff and then you kind of just devalue it and then at the yeah. same time still say you want parkour to give you more yeah so just like if you're not willing to give why should you get yeah um mm-hmm. so that's cool man i like those answers guys and um i guess this last question is one that i ask everybody and i find that i really do enjoy this question the most with people i'm very much a person that cares about intention you know why are you doing what you're doing yeah um so i want to ask you guys i guess a two-part what is your what's the mountain you are climbing personally like what is your current like goal mission and why you know like is it uh you know people have instant goals of like hey this is what i'm trying to do today or this week or this month or this year and then some people you find out wow like i'm actually catching you in the middle of a 20-year plan right now yeah you know like you're just year one in or you're year seven Mm -hmm. in or whatever so um for each of you guys what what's that mountain you're climbing you've all had success in your own right and you've all reached the top of a mountain before so what's the new peak that's your peak what are you guys looking at it's hmm. a tough <laughs> question. Go on, George. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a pig. <laughs> no, I, I seriously. Um, triple side flip on grass. No, no way. Um, people who say about the triple side flip, it's too much impact <laughs> to do it off a ledge. Love it. Love it's it. too much. Maybe so, someone can do it, but it's not going to be me. So George just doesn't have a peak. <laughs> what? George just doesn't have a peak. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The peak for me is just training. Like I just want to peak. I just want to peak training. Man, you and Sam, bro. Sick. I gotta put you two in a room and just see what happens. Yeah. That's, uh, I just yeah. Maybe then, maybe then, triple side flip on floor could happen. <laughs> if we were just spamming side flips, we were just spamming side flips. So that it would come it would be like, oh. eventually. Like, yo, he's side flipping so fast, like he's <laughs> actually just floating. Like, wow. It's a lot of practice. A lot of practice. <laughs> you go in there, Johnson. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go. Um, 
I think, I think that's a bit of a tough one for me at the moment because um, I think I think if you'd asked me that question like maybe three years ago or something, I could have given you like a list of answers like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, you know, yeah, I want to be like, I want to be like sponsored, I want to be this good at doing this or whatever, I want to triple twist. Um, but I, I think, I don't know, like a couple of the go- those goals for me have kind of over time, I've, I've managed to be there and meet them and now I'm in this sort of like limbo period of like trying to figure out like my new goals and I know I'm climbing but I'm I don't don't quite know what I'm climbing to um so this past year for me it's definitely kind of been like figuring it out in terms of like like where that's going but also finding peace in the idea that like I don't know where it's going quite yet and I'm just going to like naturally let that flow um so um yeah who knows where the peak is but um I'm climbing towards it somewhere. <laughs> nice. Um, I am very similar to what Johnston's kind of just touched on there, like in a bit of a limbo period where I know that I'm climbing, but I don't exactly know what I'm climbing to. Um, like, I just, with this move to Norway and stuff, like, I feel like it's definitely a step in the right direction towards what I want to achieve. But f- for myself... Like, I've recently just managed to somehow, I don't know how, get on this team <laughs> of Modus. Like, it happened out of nowhere. Honestly, it did. Um, just got a message from Giles asking me, what's your phone number? And then gave him a call. And then a few months down the line, I'm on Modus. And that was definitely a big peak for me to reach because I wasn't expecting it. But I was always in my head wanting to be part of something bigger within the community, like get sponsored and stuff. So that hitting that peak was a big milestone and I'm really kind of happy with myself and thanks to Giles for giving me the opportunity um, but now like Johnson said I need to find that new peak and for myself I, I really enjoy training and completing goals and like looking at challenges and saying that's really difficult and then breaking down the boundaries and working on it and working on it and then doing something that a normal human would look at and be like, well, that's 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 pretty crazy. So I think at the minute that's kind of my what I want to just continue doing. It's just like yeah. just continue training, finding these crazy things and finding fulfillment like within yeah, myself. That's what I was going to say. Is the peak yeah. not happiness? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Happiness. Is the peak not, is the peak happiness? That's the question. It is. It's all relative, George. What? It's all relative. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Is the, is the peak happiness the to be completely the satisfied? Yeah. It's enough finding the joy peak? in the in the actual journey and the it's the pursuit of happiness yeah yeah because it's like the idea of balance you know we were talking yeah. about this earlier where when you get to balance it's not a stable position that yeah. once you've achieved balance it's no more working there exactly but then it's you like, always want something more right yeah. i feel like that's the problem like once you've reached something you always want more and more and more yeah. and more you know i don't even see that as a problem i think that's that, no that's great, a good thing yeah i think it's the greatest thing because you know, like it feels perfect then that's absolutely boring it can't get yeah. any better yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing left to do we're bored yeah and boredom uh-huh. sucks yeah, yeah. like yeah. boredom is the worst yeah. so you know like oh, that's cool i'm happy to hear that you know, thanks for being honest with that, you know, saying like, hey, you know, I'm actually like in this limbo state yeah, yeah. and not quite sure what the new peak is. Um, that's actually probably why if anyone wants to stay awake with me after this, I'm going to experiment on <laughs> you guys and like what we're talking about there in laundry today. We're going to 
I'm feeling energized. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're going to yeah. try and run through that. Sick. And hopefully uh, we could get some peaks or we could help start to figure out and form yeah. what the next mountain is, map yeah. out the next mission. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for giving a little bit more insight. There are plenty of people out there that follow you all and are interested to hear this kind of information and talk from you all. They're not just... They do enjoy the movement, but they want to yep. know more about you guys. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this helps paint a better picture for them and give them, it gives them a better sense of what the other 23 hours of your life look like exactly, yeah, outside of the yeah. training. Um, except for George. It's just 24 <laughs> it's hours, of, 24 <laughs> hours training. of training. Yeah, some people say I'm training eight days a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, for people that might not already be following you all, where can they find each of you? Um, at George PK. So that's George P-K-A-Y. Mm. <laughs> or at the Motors Projects. Yeah, at the Motors Projects is probably the best one. But yeah. uh, you can find me personally at Johnston underscore M-S. Yeah, yeah. again, main one, get on at the Motors Projects uh, to see us all. And... My personal Instagram is Jordan Tyler Lee, which if you want to follow, go and give it a look and see some swings. <laughs> Sweet. And, you know, guys, if you just listened to everything and you were entertained by this conversation, received value from this, we ask or I ask that you share this podcast with a friend that, you know, like if you got value out of this, odds are your friend is also going to get value out of this so take the time right now to share screenshot the screen post it make it your story make it your post tag us all in it so that we know you listened um whenever i'm on instagram and i see that kind of stuff i end up reaching out and talking to you guys and having conversations in the dm so like i love that kind of stuff it personally allows me to know that i'm making an impact and that it's mattering um let these guys know that it matters as well so yeah, if you really want to show some love and appreciation, we're not asking for your money for this. We just ask that you share it with a friend. That's the price of admission. Um, yeah, so, guys, once again, thank you for the uh, time. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. Yes, thank you, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much, Marlon. All right, let's hit it with the stop button. Hey, guys, hopefully you enjoyed listening to that podcast. This one was a little bit harder to get into any one person's particular story just because of how many people we had the atmosphere of the day. However, hopefully you're able to learn something about each athlete. I know I learned a bit from talking to each of the boys. I figured out that the UK is more than just England. And after this interview Jordan and I actually sat down for a couple of hours and we really got to talking and I got to learn a lot more about these boys so I respect them deeply they're up to great things I support Modus and I support each of them on their endeavors if you guys got anything of value if you enjoyed listening to them talk about their travels and their cultures and their homes and what they're doing with parkour please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, that you share it, you tag it with them, you DM us and you DM them. Let them know that you got a ton out of it, really. It goes so far when you let people know 
that you appreciate what they did. So show some love and I'll catch you guys next week for episode three of the modest. Oh, I almost said modest podcast episode three of the witness this podcast. Peace out, guys. Love you.